Percy, what say you about the attitude of perseverance when dealing with cancer? Wayne, perseverance may be easy to say, but it's not always so easy to do when being challenged with a cancer diagnosis. So, you know, perseverance is basically deciding to say, I refuse to stop or quit and then fight like crazy to maintain that posture with the help of a greater force than ourselves. Let's talk further today about this powerful dynamic. We will. We'll hear from a 15-year breast cancer patient who decided to dig in her heels and fight cancer multiple times. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor Pete, it's always good to be with you. Greetings and salutations. Bless you, my friend. It's good to be with you as well. I've been salutated today. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate our listeners tuning in, hitting that play button for our podcast. It's so important mm. that we hear from you, and we'd love to have your questions submitted. You can uh, ask questions, non-medical questions of us here yeah. at Health, Hope, and inspiration.com click on connect health hope and inspiration.com and thank you to those of you who have submitted questions the last few weeks uh, we read each and every one you see them percy yeah i do absolutely so we continue to look at those we may even get show ideas from them so yeah. please feel free to submit uh your questions to us and uh we'll read those accordingly and uh if we have opportunity we may read some of the answers on some future shows right okay so you can uh, ask those questions at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Connect, and you'll have a little spot there where you can type in your question to us. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Our featured resource this week, Living in the Winter Circle, and that's available at the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, tell me a bit about the woman we're going to meet in a few moments. This is a spectacular young lady uh, who's going to share her story of uh, going through a couple of bouts of breast cancer. Uh, She traveled uh, and studied in Paris, and, um, you know, she has had her fair share of ups and downs. She's had a 15-year journey uh, battling breast cancer, Mm. and she's going to help us to understand how, why, and what allows her to dig in her heels to continue to be a cancer fighter. All right, we'll get to that interview with Percy and Carla Baptiste here coming up in just a moment. We are excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. Rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. Quiet your mind. Relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Once again, text the letters HHI to 22433. We believe you will be blessed and encouraged. And I'm guessing, Percy, you think I forgot to ask you for the scripture today, don't you? No, sir. I know that you did not forget that, and I'm ready to roll. And so with that, our spiritual nugget for today is found in Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter, verse number six. And it will be appropriate for the the disposition of the person that we're going to hear from in just a little while. Mm -hmm. And it reads as follows. Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, or in this particular case, I'll say because of it yes. being cancer. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Today, that's going to be our thought. That's going to drive the disposition of that pers- that person that we will hear from very shortly. As you listen to Percy talk with our guests, some questions may come to your mind. You can ask those questions at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Here's mm. Percy. Well, hey, 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 it's me. I'm back with another episode and a compelling conversation with a young lady. And I can't wait to have this conversation because I actually wanted to have a conversation with her uh, many years ago. Uh, and the day that we actually had her scheduled to talk, she was not feeling well and able uh, to be with us. But her mom sat in in her place. And I want to uh, encourage everyone uh, to go back and listen to that show. It's number 239. And that's with uh, Etna Baptiste, uh, who talked about the love of a mother and the heart of a mother for her daughter who was going through cancer. But today we actually have the daughter with us. How about that? And her name is Carla Baptiste. Uh, she has been battling cancer for 15 years, folks. And as recently, uh, with the time of this recording, she has been given the clearance of no evidence of disease. And so we celebrate and thank God uh, with her for that. And so today, uh, welcome to the show and to the microphone, Carla Baptiste. How you doing, my dear? I can't wait thank to talk to you. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. You mentioned how I wasn't able to interview with you before. Mm-hmm. It's rare that I come to Zion and I don't feel well, but I actually was like, Mom, you need to pinch hit. <laughs> I cannot come out of this hotel room. And I was she not did. feeling well. She did. She yeah, stepped she right up. She did a wonderful job. She did. She stepped right up to the plate and she was a wonderful interview. Uh, You know, and your mom in her own right has her own story to tell. You know, she's a gospel singer. Preacher's Uh, kid. She forgot to tell you that. I don't know if she did. Yeah. So she she said 50 years gospel singer. No, she's been singing and playing since she was like five. Oh, okay. Maybe she lost track of time. Well, she she gave a, a she she stood in well on your behalf and she gave us her heart as a mother supporting her daughter. But today we want to hear from the daughter. But again, if you want to hear that show, it's show number 239 and it is Etna Baptiste. Uh, and if you want to get the context of this story, I certainly would encourage you to go back and listen to that. But we're going we're going to go right to the horse's mouth today. <laughs> and one of the things that I do want to share with your permission, uh, caller, is that, you know, you uh, had. Uh, stage three ductal carcinoma. You, you know you've mm-hmm. had you've gone through multiple rounds of chemotherapy, multiple rounds of radiation. Uh, mm-hmm. You've had a mastectomy. Uh, you told yes. me that you had cancer located in fourteen out of twenty four lymph nodes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so you have you have been there. You have done that, as I often say. Yes, been there, done <laughs> that, and have the t shirt to prove it. <laughs> yes, you been know, there, when, done that, and doing that, <laughs> and and doing that, absolutely. Yes. And today, first and foremost, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm amazing. I am just so happy because I'm coming off of seeing my doctor and having that. Ned or no evidence of disease uh, diagnosis now. And so I couldn't be happier. <laughs> well, let's go back to the day. Let's go back to a day where you weren't very happy. And that was the day mm-hmm. when you first heard those words, you have cancer. Where were you? How did you feel when you heard that? Ooh, I was alone in my apartment in the San Francisco Bay Area. I had just relocated there. 
Um, I had come back from fulfilling my dream of living in Paris, France. I got my master's in business there. Wow. Thought I'd come back and be so marketable and desirable, but yeah. it took me a year to find a job. So I finally relocated there and it was just more stress upon stress upon stress. Mm -hmm. So I can say that stuck out to me. And I do think that stress does play a part in cancer diagnoses, but, um, I just felt a rash on my breast and I thought that's weird. I've never had a rash on my breast before. Mm. So I put some cortisone cream on it and felt a large mass mm. and, uh, being young, I was like, I'm going to insist upon having a mammogram because I had seen on television how people were told, oh, we'll go go back and we'll watch it. Yeah. And, you know, then it spreads into something, you know, not so manageable. So and you were 34 I, years old when you were I was 34 years old. Okay. Yeah. Didn't have any family history. My grandmother. She was in her 80s and she had died of breast cancer a few years prior. But it just seemed random because we didn't know of anyone else and doctors say now like if you live long enough you're gonna mm -hmm. get some sort of cancer mm -hmm. is what mm -hmm. the um, genetic testing people told me so they didn't really see it as a connection plus she was postmenopausal and I'm premenopausal so you know there was no reason for me to think that I would have breast cancer mm -hmm. and it just kind of popped up out of nowhere but after the surgery I found out that the mass was discus shaped so it felt like breast tissue or just, you know, bone. It didn't feel like a, the pebble that they tell you to feel around for. It wasn't that at all. And so that's why my doctor did my breast exam and I did it as well yeah. and didn't feel it. Okay. So, yeah. And when I heard those words, I kind of was preparing myself because my mom was a pharmaceutical sales rep. Mm. And so she had her manual with all these different diseases in it. And anytime I had anything, I would go through that book and figure out what I had before I even went to the doctor. I'm like, I think I have this, right, you know? Right, right. So I had gone and done my research and kind of was feeling some things going on in my breast. And I was like, this doesn't sound good. So I kind of thought I had it. And then when I had the mammogram and ultrasound, I was kind of prepared and the technologist was kind of clicking through mm -hmm. she was talking chatty chatty before and then all of a sudden she stopped talking so much mm, not so chatty and then the, yeah <laughs> then the radiologist came in and told me she thought there was something suspicious in my breast and so that's when I kind of knew <laughs> you know it was like okay this doesn't sound good but we had it confirmed with the biopsy but I really took it quite well because I had been depressed mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. when I got divorced from my ex-husband yeah. and I kind of went through a deep depression and I didn't want to go back to that okay. situation. And I don't know um, if you know Joyce Meyer. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. She, um, I had read her book during my depression, the battlefield of the mind. And yeah. I learned that yeah. I could control my thoughts. So that's when I was like, the only thing that bothers me about having cancer is I don't want to be depressed. Right. And so when I came out of there, I had to call my parents and tell them, you know, what the radiologist told me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's why I titled my book, Dig in Your Heels, because I said, if somebody asked me what would be my advice, that was what I did. Oh. And that was my advice, because it's kind of like how the Bible talks about a ship with no anchor being tossed to and fro. Yeah. And then if you have an anchor 
kind of like digging in your heels, you set your heels in. It's like refusing to give in. When you get pushed, you don't fall down. You know what I mean? And so that's what I did. And I thought, you know, I've got to be the drum major to this parade and call my family and be strong because if I fall apart, they're going to fall apart. And then I'm going to, you know, (laughs) I'm going to further fall apart and go into this pity party and it's going to be hard to get out of it. So you dug in your heels. You literally dug in in my heels. Literally, that's what I did. And that's why I titled my memoir that. And and uh, we'll we'll uh, place on in the show notes how people can get a hold of this writing. Dig in your heels. Sounds like it's mm-hmm. a, a great read. And you know we always yes. want to support and promote anybody that writes anything to the cancer community about cancer support journals, etc. So we want to make sure that people yeah. can get access to that uh, if mm-hmm. interested. One of the things that is interesting about this portion of your story, and you told me we had a chance to talk before we started recording, and I always try to get a sense of the backstory a little bit, is that mm-hmm. that you had an event or events that took place in your life prior to uh, having cancer that you felt actually prepared you for the day when you were told that you was cancer. Mm-hmm. You want to briefly kind of share with us what that was, if you don't mind? Yeah, it was the divorce and health issues mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. I had several miscarriages and just a lot of things that it was a tough time for me. It was a dark time. And like I said, I had to learn that every thought that passed my mind, I didn't have to entertain it. You know, I didn't have to keep it. And so that truly helped me a lot going through cancer because I knew I was going to, you know, I just had to brace myself. You know what I mean? I'm going to go through this and I can't let every little thing send me spiraling, you know what I mean? And have a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a big part of surviving cancer for any length of time is you can't be negative. Yeah. And, and, and there's research and, and docu, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, documented information that talks about, you know, the effect and the power of a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'll take it a step further because I know a bit of your backstory and certainly we've had an opportunity to hear from your mom is that you also have a very strong faith component along with Mm -hmm. having a positive attitude that, that also undergirded using the expression, as you said, you know, being like a ship with an anchor, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, not being tossed to and fro that that you also were able to, you know, stabilize yourself. I certainly, you know, you had days that you were challenged, but you were able to stabilize mm-hmm. yourself uh, with your faith, through your faith, while undergoing a lot of medical treatment, a lot of yes. medical processes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to basically get to the point where we are today, where as of today, 15 years later, I can't understate this more or overstate <laughs> this more, that, you know, uh, that's that's a long time. And and yes. with that being said, uh, you're hopeful. Your attitude is great. You sound fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm curious when 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 we talk about your process, because you also told me that you had to make some medical decisions about treating and doing some different treatment options. And, mm-hmm. and, and in, the most important component that I want to highlight from that is uh, you know, you went and sought a second opinion. And, you know, that's how you ended yes. up at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Chicago. Right. Um, talk a little bit to someone today who who may not feel empowered that they think that they can choose to go somewhere else for whatever reason. Whatever the reason is, that's between you, God, and your and your doctor. 
But let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about how important it is to feel like if you think you need to do so, get a second or a third opinion. Talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Because for me, with a stage four, when it came back seven years later, I noticed I had some muscle spasms in my back and went to a doctor and they were like, oh, we did an x-ray. You're fine. I knew it wasn't the case. I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. Turns out I had metastasis, a uh, lesion on my T12 vertebrae. And that's stage four. There's no stage five. Right. So I felt like we need to approach this not just from medicine, you know, not just, okay, chemo, radiation, surgery, you know, that's it. The mm. typical thing. Mm-hmm. I thought my diet needs to change. Mm. You know, I need to do mind, body, you know, the stress. I need to learn how to manage that because each time that I was diagnosed, I had work stress. Yeah. And so I was like, when I talked to the doctors here and they said, oh, you can eat whatever you want or everybody has stress in their lives. I thought, oh, no, Mm. (laughs) this Mm. is not going to work for me because, you know, if it's stage one, you might be okay, you know, (laughs) but stage four. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, because in theory and principle, you know, time is not necessarily, as we would say, on your side in that regard. So, you know, you're you're working. Okay. I don't have time to experiment. I need to know that we're doing everything we can. Yeah. So that's how I got to CTCA. My family was like, what about those people on the commercials? (laughs) And then, you know, the pop-ups on the video on the computer started coming on. And it was just like everywhere was CTCA. So um, I called and was so impressed. And even when we came, it just every time it just felt too good to be true. Mm. But it wasn't. Got it. So it's kind of like, this is strange. People are nice <laughs> and they're hopeful and they care. Yeah. 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 Well, what, what a concept. Right. And, yeah. and, and all driven around. And I think for me, what's what's so important here, only because I've been doing this so long, Carla, and I've heard from so many people not not so much here lately and recently, but, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I can remember people telling me, you know, I don't want to I don't want to offend my doctor by telling him I'd like to get a second right. opinion. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Right. Well, I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt her feelings. And I'm like, it's your life. Right. Hurt <laughs> their feelings. I'm like, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, mm-hmm. if 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 you feel like for whatever reason and I want to underscore that I'm not here to get into the reasonings or the rationale. Everyone has to kind of follow their heart and their spirit, mm-hmm. I think, that if you feel uncomfortable with your relationship, with your your, yes. your health care team, the organization, mm-hmm. and or your doc, you know, you need to you need to be honest about that because I think it's very difficult. The high-level principle for me is this, is that it has to be very difficult to be able to trust and be confident in a process or an environment mm-hmm. or a relationship that you don't believe in. And if you don't believe that, yes. that it that it is serving your best interest, it is going to be counterintuitive to believe that good things can happen to you. So it's like the scripture says mm-hmm. that you're like a double-minded man, you know, tossed yes. to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You can't be stable and you can't get locked mm-hmm. in or, like you said, have that anchor that was going to hold you in place. So you mm-hmm. made the decision to, you know, seek yes. a second opinion. You came to Cancer Treatment mm-hmm. Centers of America. And, and uh, I'll say too, Percy, um, I had people tell me like the doctors told them there was nothing else that could be done and all of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then you're free to go wherever and do whatever you want. That is that true. Point. It's a good point. You know what I mean, that's a really they're good saying, point. There's, and a lot of times I talk to patients. I used to do CareNet, volunteer for CareNet. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I would talk to patients whose doctors basically told them, made them feel like nobody could do anything. Like, that's it. You know, not just that they couldn't do anything. There's nothing else anyone else can do. Mm. And I've heard so many stories of people that were written off and they came to CTCA and they, you know, are doing well. Now, that's not going to be everybody's case, but, you know, it's worth a try, basically. Well, I think you make an amazing point. I've never thought about this. And this is why I love doing this show. We, you know, we have over 300,000 people that subscribe, continue to subscribe and share with your family and friends. But I always Mm -hmm. learn another nugget of truth that's (laughs) interesting to me. And I think it's this, and I'll highlight it, is the fact that if someone, for whatever reason, and they could be very well-intentioned, so I don't want to put any negative motivation behind anything, but if if, if from that perspective there's nothing else that that theoretically I can do for you, then, you know, you know, why should I stay here? You know what, you know, you know, give, you know, I, I think of a, a very uh, famous pop singer that says, you know, if you love somebody, set them free, you know, so, (laughs) you know, so at the end of the day, if there's nothing else that can be done, it shouldn't really be a real negative issue. If I say, well, you know, then I think I'm going to see if I can do something someplace else, you know? Right. So I, I think, you. See you later. right. So I think you raise, a, a, I, I never thought about that, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a very uh, legitimate point. Well, you did that. You found the courage to do that. And, and, you know, after, and for those that will listen to your mom's show and after speaking with your mom, I can certainly see uh, where you get your spirit and your, you know, your, your gusto from at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, is here you are now 15 years later. You're alive and well, dear. And as yes. of the last report that you got, you were mm-hmm. told that there was no evidence of disease. How does it feel yep. today to get that? You know, you didn't give up on yourself. You know, you continued mm-hmm. to fight and push through. And you're here. What That's got to feel amazing. What is the one thing that you would say to that young woman listening to you today, 15 years later, today no mm-hmm. evidence of disease, but had to go through a lot of peaks and valleys and hills to get to this point. What would you say to that young woman listening today as a parting thought or comment? Yeah. So I always say cancer doesn't have to be a period. It can be a comma. Okay. Because when you hear that, you do think it's a period, like life is over. Mm. This is the end. And really it's, it's a bump in the road. It can be, you know what I mean? I know everybody doesn't, you know, people are still dying every day mm-hmm. from cancer. But at a very, but, at a, but at a very decreased rate, though, I will say that. Right. Yeah. yeah, the death yes. rates of people cancer has gone longer. down. Yes, yes. Right. And so just be hopeful. You know, that doesn't have to be your story. It may be someone's story, but it doesn't have to be your story. Mm. So I try not to take on anybody else's, you know, if somebody passes away or somebody, you know, I yeah. don't take that on like, oh, that could be me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, that's their story. <laughs> yep. No, I'm going to keep hope alive. Yeah. <laughs> and so Pun yes, intended. just remember that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so. on, and on that note, um, because I've often said this many, many, many times that, uh, supporting cancer patients. And I think it's applicable here that, you know, uh, one day I am going to die, but not necessarily from cancer and not necessarily today mm-hmm. because right. it helps to, to change the, the, the vantage point of how or you how. look. At, that's <laughs> exactly don't. right. That's exactly right. And, and I am so grateful. First of all, I am so honored because this was a conversation that was supposed to take place at least three or four years ago. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and God saw fit for us to circle back together and get connected 
Uh, I want to say, first of all, thank thank your parents, your mom and your dad. And thank you, sweetie, for for and I'm going to use the expression of your book and uh, digging in your heels and refusing Mm -hmm. to leave the planet, refusing to leave without a fight. And you're still here today and you are alive and well. Um, How can people get a hold of your book? Tell people how they can connect and get get dig in, dig in your heels, which is something that you wrote. How can they get that? Yep. Um, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. They can get signed copies from my webpage, carlaliving.com oh. or digginyourheels.com. Okay. I'm going to go mm-hmm. get me a copy. I want that. I want to, I want to get a copy. You should well. go into carlaliving.com and there you will also see the product of prayer t-shirt that you saw my mom had on. Oh yeah. And I've got one. I was thinking about it when you were talking to me living testimony. Cause that's what I am. <laughs> and let me I tell you one. what's so funny about this. And I, and uh, is as we wrap here is that the day that your mom wore that t-shirt, I remember telling her, I said, that t-shirt is so cool. I want to get it. I want to get one of those t-shirts. <laughs> yes. And uh-huh. so the the faithfulness of God, here we are some, what, three, four, five years since we recorded that show. Uh, I'm going to go and get that t-shirt. I thought that that was the awesome. coolest t-shirt <laughs> and an affirmation of the faithfulness and, and hope of God. And, and that certainly is true for you, Carla. Let me tell you, I yes. wish you the best. And I stand in agreement with you and your mom Thank and your you. family and friends that the best is still yet to come. And everything that yes. you have lost, God's going to give back to you 100-fold. Everything. And that Amen. You, and you're going to live out your days with purpose and, yes. and, and with the prosperity of God. Not necessarily wealth and money, but having what you need and when you yes. need it and every for every situation to go and be all that he has called you to be. Thank you so much Amen. for sticking around on the planet. Uh, for Thank us at Health, you. Hope, and Inspiration. I love you so much. Tell your mom I said hello, oh, and I'm going to get me a book I and sure a T-shirt. I sure will. <laughs> okay, awesome. I appreciate your support. <laughs> well, you, you, And you are very welcome. Today, you have heard from Carla Baptiste. You've heard the story, folks. Uh, she has been battling cancer for 15 years, and just recently she was given uh, the nod of having no evidence of disease. Uh, breast cancer. She had recurrence of breast cancer. She's gone through multiple rounds of chemotherapy, radiation, mastectomy, and she is still here to tell her story. And we declared that the best is still yet to come in her life and in yours. Thank you, Carla. And thank you for listening to Health Hope. Thank you. And inspiration. Take care. And we need to talk about what we just heard. And we will with Pastor Percy here in just a few moments. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.
Well, Percy, let's talk about the conversation we just heard with our guest today, Carla. Now, you're wearing the shirt. You're wearing that product of prayer shirt. Yeah, it's interesting. And again, uh, I made reference to the earlier interview that was done with her mom several years ago. Uh, Carla was supposed to be with us, but she just physically wasn't feeling well. And so her mom uh, stepped in and did the interview on her behalf. And she was wearing a shirt that said, I'm the product of prayer. And I thought it was a very cool shirt. And so I have one of those shirts and I'm wearing it as of today. I thought that it would be appropriate since we were doing this show. Yeah, I like Uh, like the font on the shirt, too. It's just very classic. yeah. Yeah. It is. And so she has several different kind of um, pieces of uh, merchandise that people can go to her website and we'll provide all of that information in the show notes where you can uh, maybe purchase some um, some of her shirts. She also is an author of a book uh, entitled Dig In Your Heels, which is where we made the reference of digging in your heels throughout the show. Uh-huh. Uh, that was her disposition and her attitude that she took. Uh, as she's a two-time cancer survivor and moving through, uh, you know, some challenges and some hardships as a as a young woman with breast cancer. Yeah, and it's important that we listen to people like Carla because you know, their experience we can learn from. We can learn a great deal from them, and I, I that's one reason why we do this podcast, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And she was very transparent. You know, she talked about the fact that she had a failed marriage. Uh, She talked about the fact that she had uh, had a couple of miscarriages just before she was diagnosed with cancer. So one of the takeaways for me was that can't, you know, people who have cancer are not only dealing with cancer. They also have to deal with other things that happen in their life also. And as a 34 year old young woman who had, you know, finished her education in Paris and got her master's degree, you know, life uh, appeared to be just, you know, moving in a trajectory that, you know, she was super excited about. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she was told that she had breast cancer and then she had a recurrence. Uh, she got a second opinion, came to Cancer Treatment Centers of America. But, you know, her whole focus now is to inspire and encourage women, uh, young women, because that's another takeaway here. You know, younger women are being diagnosed with cancer and certainly breast cancer. And so she wants to be kind of the face and voice of of that message. She was just recently, you know, featured on the NBC Today show. Yeah, so I heard gonna, about that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a great piece. And so we're going to include the clip uh, also in the show notes for everyone to take a look at. And Good. I encourage you to please uh, look at her story where you can really dig into some other history of what she's been through to get to this point to continue to be a cancer fighter. And it's all because of her perseverance. She yeah. she has persevered and she's made a decision that, you know, she's digging in her heels and that she was fighting cancer. Here she is 15 mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. Well, people are different and we, we understand different personalities and different makeups. And here's a young woman who's decided to fight back and dig in her heels and to do something to help other people. You've got to commend that. Well, again, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show and it's 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 pretty consistent, you know, People who have gone through negative circumstances and particularly cancer patients feel empowered that when they go through that struggle that they want to give back to this community. They want to do something. And so she's created her own uh, website and her foundation. She's got inspirational stories and scriptures. Uh, You know, she has her book and her merchandise there, obviously, all around encouraging and inspiring uh, young women who are dealing with cancer and 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 most cancer patients feel compelled that they now want to share and give back to this community what they've been through and what they have learned. Again, her name is Carla Baptiste. Now, in the program notes, we've also listed her foundation, which our listeners may want to take note of and benefit mm-hmm. from as well. So we're happy to pass that information along. 
Absolutely. We want to encourage and we want to support everyone that is doing anything on the cancer front uh, with their foundations, with their organizations, with their not-for-profits. Uh, let's support these organizations because they are people who are now the voice, the face mm -hmm. of cancer, speaking to the cancer community in ways from an authentic perspective that could be the very difference in the life of that next cancer patient that they come in contact yeah. with, for sure. And Carla's book will be mentioned there in the program notes as well, Dig In Your Heels. So mm -hmm. check that out at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're there at the website, why don't you take a moment and submit any questions you may have, maybe even from today's conversation that popped into your mind, and you want to pose those to us here, we'd be happy to receive those at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Keep in mind, uh, we're not here to answer any medical questions, but mm -hmm. other questions that come uh, up as a part of the podcast here, we'd be happy to to address and and uh, you'll read them Percy and select some to be used on the on the podcast in the future. Absolutely. I'm excited about this. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts and we certainly want to hear your questions as we continue to create this bond and this relationship uh, of this two-way conversation, as you like to say, Wayne, that we're holding yep. with those of you who are listening and subscribing to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. A couple more things. One, our free resource, Living in the Winner's Circle, available for download and sharing right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And then the scripture that you read, and uh, now I see why you, you know, it, it. when we open programs and you read scripture, I say, well, it's going to be fun to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. Now I know how it plays out today. So <laughs> share it again. Yep. In that way, I'm very much using my pastoral cap that I'm putting a scripture <laughs> yeah. to a thought that I want to convey. And so with that, uh, Deuteronomy 31, uh, verse 6, and this this epitomizes the disposition of Carla and so many cancer patients and survivors. And is this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, or in this case, because of it, which would be cancer, because cancer can be terrifying and mm -hmm. it can make people afraid. And so the Bible is helping us to understand and God is saying he wants us to be strong and to be courageous and not be afraid of it for the Lord. Why? Because the Lord, your God, goes with you and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And when you dig into more of Carla's story in her book and, and in the interview, it helps you to understand that she just basically said that I'm not going to submit to this disease. I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to acquiesce to, to what is being suggested to me. And again, 15 years later, wow. she is still very much alive and well, declaring Praise God. the goodness of God. And so yeah. I'm excited. I hope you are. Be encouraged as the Lord asks us to be strong and to be courageous because he's going with us and he will never leave us and forsake us. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's program, and we always walk away so uplifted and encouraged from our time together with you, Percy. So God bless you. Thank you. Well, thank you. And again, remember, as you are digging in your heels, metaphorically <laughs> speaking, we have work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. And until the next time, love you, God bless, and we'll talk very soon. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. 
We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.